Welcome to Find Your Still Point, a podcast for busy people looking to feel calm in the midst of the chaos of life. I'm your host, Jessica King. I'm a therapist, yoga teacher, wife, mother, business owner, and entrepreneur. I know busy, and I know what it feels like to let busy rule your life. I've spent my career learning ways to cultivate presence and contentment. And you know what? I'm still working on it. I want to share the humanness of this practice and encourage you to embrace all the perfectly imperfect parts just as they show up. In this podcast, I will talk about the challenges we all face while trying to find presence, teach practical skills to reduce stress, and I hope I just keep it real with you guys because life is hard. But as they say, we can do hard things. I infuse modern evidence-based psychotherapy with yoga philosophy and a little touch of neuroscience nerdiness into my style of teaching because I believe when we know more, we do better. I'm here to give you glimpses into my own journey in hopes that somewhere in the mess of it all, you find inspiration to get present with the life that you're living and find your own still point. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Here we are in 2021. I think everyone was looking to this shift or this new year for some new perspective, new motivation, just newness, because 2020 has been hard, to say the least. While not much has really changed from December 31st until today, I do love the new energy and motivation I'm hearing from others and really that I feel kind of around my space and the people that I'm around. It is a different kind of energy and it feels refreshing. It's refreshing that folks are setting New Year's intentions and looking ahead for something new to come. I'm personally excited for a few things. One of them is this podcast. It is fun and new. And I'm so excited to be here to share it with you. Today, I want to share a bit about setting goals and sculpting the life you desire. And you may be surprised in the end what I think about the sculpting process or intention setting, um, but I would love to hear from you and what you think. So, you know, look for ways to connect with me afterwards if you want to have a conversation, because I think it's interesting to talk about these different things. But I get to share my perspective now with you. So while the new year shift can be a time for renewed focus, it also can present a time to repeat old patterns. Um, If you know what I mean, you know, we often set these lofty and maybe unrealistic goals for ourselves because we start looking externally to what others are doing or what they say we should do in order to find our own motivation or set our own goals. And I really think this is a fear-based reaction. So fear that we, that we don't know, like personally, I don't know what's right for me or that we don't already have what we need or we're not capable enough or smart enough or thin enough or fit enough or whatever enough, enough, enough. We don't have it to decide what's right for us. So we have to listen to others, to societal norms or to what others are doing. 
This fear of not being solidly enough is at our core. Um, It sends our internal gaze outward. So we start focusing where we could be focusing internally on what what is uh, true to our nature. We start to focus outward on what others or society tells us is appropriate or right. And anytime our goals are set on an external standard, that's going to put us on the struggle bus. Um, It's just not going to be easy. So a lot of times that struggle mice might look a little bit more like an internal negative dialogue. Like, you know, I can never do this. I always fail. What's wrong with me that I can't do this, but everybody else can because I see them do it. I see it on TV and I, I see it on social media. It can also look like just not following through, feeling discouraged. You just don't do the thing you set out to do. Or just going back to old ways of being that we knew weren't healthy for us in the start. So we were trying to replace them with this other stuff that other people told us we could do. So, you know, whatever the behavior is, the message in the end is I'm not good enough. And that may just seem like another missed New Year's resolution to you. But it is also solidifying that cognitive pathway in your mind that you're not good enough. So every time we say we're going to do something and we don't, we add it to this pathway. We add to this thought process that we're not good enough. In psychotherapy, we might call these negative automatic thoughts or really even negative core beliefs. And we know that diagnostically, this can lead to depression, anxiety, and other long-term effects that um, can be really harmful for us if we keep feeding into these negative core beliefs. One way that I really like to think about it comes from yoga, and we reference, we reference this process as samskaras, or these mental grooves that become dominant when we give them more attention and more awareness. The more attention we give to one thing, like I'm not good enough, or I can never do what I set out to do, the deeper that mental groove goes. Both of these things that I've referenced are are really actual neurological pathways that we are either reinforcing or not. We can keep reinforcing the negative and unproductive ways of being, or we can start to kind of carve out these new mental grooves that help us with a new internal dialogue, which is really results in in what we care about are new behaviors and new habits. And so to talk about this in another way, when I, when I think about these mental grooves and carving out new ma- pathways, I'm always reminded of the metaphor of the sculptor. So many of you may have heard this or think about this, but, you know, sculptures are carved out of one solid piece of material. The sculptor never adds anything to the material. They just chisel away on what's already there on the outside. In a way, we can think about their art as already being inside the material. It's there. They're just removing what's covering up the beautiful thing on the inside that they're creating. And this is the way I like to think about us humans. We already have everything we need in the core of who we are. It's all there waiting on us to just shed the layers of societal conditioning. It's all there waiting to remove the pieces of protection from past traumas. 
and it's waiting for us to chip away at the chunks of resistance that we have due to past relational conflicts or whatever's on the outside. It's all just covering up our greatness. So it's really our own resistance and fear to finding our greatness that really holds us back. Now, I, I, I don't want to dismiss the fact that there are some real reasons why we have all those protective layers, right? They are, they are normal reactions that and have been beautiful protective mechanisms for most of us for a really long time. So there's nothing wrong with having them. I just like to offer the thought that there is freedom in that we have a choice to even just plant the seed that we have a choice to either hold on to this exterior or we can choose to start chiseling away at it as we're ready and at the pace we're ready for to start sculpting that life that we desire and that we have that in our power, in our core. And, you know, I just want you guys to know I'm still chiseling away at this too. Um, when I, when I teach yoga, I always say whatever I'm teaching, I wouldn't be teaching it to them if I wasn't already currently practicing it myself. So I am in this boat. I am on the struggle bus with you, right? It's basically the case for most things in my life, um, that I am kind of talking about and engaging with people in a thing, you know, in ways that uh, the support my own growth too. So if I start to think about how long I've been working on this or really recognized I needed to focus inward, like when I really had the like, aha, light bulb moment, I have to go back to before I had my first child and just the years following that. Um, I'll kind of tell you a little bit of my story, I guess, in that way. Um, but the first thought is when I go back, my husband was in the Navy and we had decided to have our first child. So this is kind of the first moment that came to my mind when I, when I was thinking about talking to this with you guys, I was working part-time in a residential care facility with some children with mental health needs, as well as working in a spa as a massage therapist. And yes, I have been a jack of many trades. Uh, the story actually all fits together if we go back and talk about it and it and it and it ends really well in the end. So I'm really happy about the way I did things. But um, massage therapy school is something that I did after college because I'd originally intended to go to physical therapy school. Then I decided against grad school. Um, I was feeling a little lost in what I wanted to do. So I felt like massage therapy kind of fit the bill for a while. And I didn't really have any direction in my mind at all about going towards mental health, even though I had a degree in psychology after I graduated from UNC Chapel Hill. So, I, you know, I was I, another thing that was driving me. I was really interested in being with my now husband and marrying him. And he was moving around a lot in the Navy. So at that time, I was really following my intuition, which I another topic, but I think is really was an important thing for me to do. And I wouldn't change a thing by the way, but I was also kind of floating. I, d I didn't feel like I had, I, I don't know that I felt like I had a lot of direction and I don't know that if I was really aware of that at the time either, but I think having a child, when we decided to have our first child, that was the first sure thing that I knew in my gut in a long time that was right. And so I kind of threw myself into it. 
I, there's probably been other times in my life too before that. Now that I'm thinking of it at the same time of energy happened when I got married. I was for sure in my gut that was right. And I totally threw myself into the control of planning that. But that may be another story. So I'm going to try and stay on track. But um, yeah, threw myself in to, to having a child and what that meant. I mean, I even had a birth plan the whole nine yards. Um, and saying that mothers all around the world are like smiling and shaking their heads at me right now. Because the one thing that is for sure that will throw wrenches in your birthing day is to have a birth plan. And I mean, it's not all bad to plan, but the hard part in expectations is that once you have an expectation set, it can, it sets you up for disappointment because there is not a lot of things that we can control in this world besides our own actions. So in my story, it was a hard labor to say the least, but we got through it. It was a hundred percent different than my birthing plan. But we got through it. And I think in that moment, I chiseled away a little bit of that exterior. I learned I wasn't able to control situations that were outside of me. And that there is some freedom in just trusting the process without a plan. But I had to continue to learn this lesson, by the way, because I then threw myself into being a mother and doing all the right things. You know, I made my own baby food. I went to kinder music. I baby wore for optimal attachment. And guys, you know, if you're listening and you're doing all these things, I still believe a lot of these things are really good. And a lot of them were part of who I was. And I probably would do them again today. But the problem was I was doing all of the things and didn't really check in with the ones that were congruent with me. I was armoring up and kind of trapping my sense of self Um, that was under there with all the right things that society or what I thought society was telling me to be a mother, what I should do. So if anything I know is when I start doing that, it's back on the struggle robust, right? So I was starting to get worn down being the quote unquote best mother or trying to win that award. And so I started to seek places of refuge when we had, lived in Virginia beach when we were first married. That is when I first found yoga. And so I went back to yoga and it started to feel great. And that's when I decided to do a yoga teacher training. 100% the best call of my life. It kind of started pushing me in the path to where I am now. So again, intuition can be good to follow. Um, And it showed me ways to chisel away at some of those layers um, and start to get glimpses of the life that I did want to live. Um, Letting go of some of that control once again and stepping into some of my own light. Um, And becoming a yoga teacher did did help me to learn those lessons. And it didn't teach me the whole lesson. Um, You know, I spent a while stepping into that role now and being the best yoga teacher I could be. Um, I garnered a following, opened a yoga studio, I sold a yoga studio. I had another baby. Um, my husband and my family, my husband and my children, we moved again. There's been lots of other things that happened all the while learning a little bit and little bit how to really find my authentic self. But I have since started to kind of shed some of the armor more and more and make decisions not based on what I should be doing and more based on what's right for my life. So I think today 
and more as ever, more than ever, I'm in a space where I know what that is. And I still have some layers to shed and I'm still working with all those, but I do know a hundred percent that I have all along inside exactly what I need to be happy and content and fulfilled. Even if I am not that every day, it is there. And I know that because I've gone through those experiences and felt what it felt, what those exterior layers were like. And then what it felt like the freedom that came with being able to shed some of that. So, you know, some days it doesn't feel like this. The neuro pathways of not being good enough are still there. Um, but they're losing their strength as I continue to turn towards the right actions for myself, as I can continue to send and strengthen the message that I'm exactly where I need to be in this moment. And I have everything that I need. That mental groove is getting stronger. And as it does, there's less temptation to look outward for reassurance because that's what we're doing, right? When we need to do all the shoulds of everyone else. I'm letting go of the resistance to be anything other than who I was intended to be. So, goodness, we went back in time there for a little while, but the moral of that story is that we're all on this journey and it's a messy one. And maybe this is the new year that you do start to look inward for setting intentions and finding purpose that's authentic for you. And in doing that, you achieve success and follow through and you really start to feel like you're sculpting the life you desire because it's part of you and it's accessible to you because it's been there. So the practice I have for us today is more of a journaling skill. So um, before we move on to that, you might want to grab a piece of paper or a journal and a pen and find a quiet place to reflect. I will take you through a short grounding and breathing exercise. Grounding helps us to step into the present moment and breath is a tool that links us to stay in that moment. And when we practice intentional controlled breath work, we're resetting a lot of our body systems to bring focus and attention to the task that we'd like to accomplish. So today I'm going to help you set that focus, bring attention and focus inward to yourself, and then give you some prompts to reflect for this new year. And yeah. So if you're ready, get your supplies, settle in, and let's practice together. If you found your materials, a pen and a piece of paper or journal, find a comfortable and quiet place to land. You may be sitting in a chair or on the floor, wherever you are, just find a grounding through your lower body. Maybe feet on the floor, you feel your seat underneath you. And as you do that, maybe that allows you to just sit a little taller, creating lots of space in your core, your abdomen, your ribs, and your chest. To start, maybe just look around your space, 
inviting your eyes to wander wherever they like. Maybe there's colors or light or textures that appeal to you and just let your eyes linger there for a moment. You might move your head around in all directions to find those pleasing images. And just doing that as long as needed. Maybe you feel a deeper breath coming or an urge to yawn or swallow. Just all indications your body is starting to settle. As you let the body settle, you let the gaze settle maybe down the bridge of the nose or if it is comfortable to draw inward by closing the eyes, do so. Start to notice the breath first, just the natural rhythm. And subtle breath that's cool as it comes in through the nose. Warm as it exits. We'll practice for just about three rounds, three-part breathing. So this is a deep breath down into the belly. If you'd like to place a hand on the heart and a hand on the belly, you can, or just let your hands rest wherever they're most comfortable. Letting your breath leave the body, exhaling completely. On the next breath in, breathe in and feel your belly expand. Then feel your ribs expand left and right. And then feel your chest lift, the collarbone lifting as it fills with air. And then as you exhale, let the chest fall, the ribs contract and the belly release. Again, inhale to fill the belly Expand the ribs, lift the chest, exhale, chest, ribs, belly. Inhale, belly, ribs, chest, exhale, chest, ribs belly and release completely returning to the normal and natural rhythm of your breath if your eyes were closed you can start to let them gently open and as we start to reflect on the journal prompts your first prompt today is, what are two or three, three things that you do really well? Without thinking too much, just write down two or three things you do really well that come to mind.
Next prompt. Name at least one thing that is going really well for you right now. What are you doing that supports this area that's going well for you in this moment? And again, without much overthinking, just the first things that come to your mind, jotting them down as you'll have time for reflection later on how they all come together. Next prompt, what were the challenges you faced in the recent past? So it could be last year as a whole, or maybe it's just in the past few months, but what were the challenges that you faced? For each challenge you've written down, write at least one lesson, gift, or skill that you gained from each challenge. I'll give you a little longer, but as you reflect on each challenge of this year or the past few months, what is one lesson, gift, or skill that came from that challenge? What would you like to shed, leave behind, or let go of? Who are the most integral people in your life at this moment now? How do these people support or help you?
describe or draw the image of a life worth living. The sculpted life you desire. So describe in narrative or draw an image of what that is. And if you need more time, you can always pause the recording, come back to the prompts anytime you need to. But at this time, spend some time in reflection of the answers you wrote. What are the themes? Are there any areas you find surprising? If there are, spend some time there exploring those areas. How can you use your strengths? And what is going well to further enhance your contentment in this moment? Finally, with all your reflections that you come up with, start to develop an easy word, phrase, mantra, some sort of reminder of an intention for this time period, of the life that you would like to sculpt and that you desire. Spending as much time in reflection as you need, returning to your breath or grounding in the moment whenever you need. Use these prompts to be a guide or an opening up to this inward exploration, a turning inward to the knowing, the wisdom that you already have inside. Well, that's a wrap. If you need more information or support, head over to my website in the show notes and connect with me. Offer virtual options for individual and group work, and I love to collaborate, so hit me up. If you liked this episode, please leave a review or rating so we can grow this mindful community together. I've enjoyed this time with you, and until next time, be well, my friends.